Shall I start? Yes. Okay. My name is Luann C. I am a compulsive overeater and how. Um, I, I'll give you my phone number now because I don't want to forget. I'm in California. The number is 714-323-5933. Um, uh, my top weight was 325 pounds, and at 5'4", that's a lot of weight. Um, I have a long history of, of fat issues, and I've come to call it the sin of being fat in public because for myself, I've come to understand that my eating compulsion and the result of my eating, which is being fat, are two very separate things. And I'm having to deal with them separately. Um, I, when I first came into program in 1984, which was a little while ago, um, I was blown away by how much I related to a story about this alcoholic guy. Um, my whole life, I had been bothered, watched, shamed, bullied, by mostly my family, but certainly strangers on the street, because I was fatter than they thought I should be. Now, I look at pictures of myself now, and I think, I wish I looked like that today. Of course, I'm a lot older now. But, but it doesn't matter what your body looks like, because that, to my mind, is a combination of the consequence of eating too much, and biology. Well, okay, if fat isn't my problem, then food is my problem. No, actually, I've come to realize that eating and running to food, especially certain kinds of food that kind of felt me drugged up, was my way of coping with life because I wasn't taught any better way of coping with life. And, and I had a food issue since I was about six years old. I was on feed. They put me on diet pills at age seven. I wasn't that big. It didn't matter. What mattered was my family's belief and the world's belief in what was acceptable as a, as a person, as a child, as a girl. And I wasn't acceptable. And so I learned very early that I was not good enough. I was not enough because my body didn't look like it was supposed to and my actions weren't what they were supposed to be. And I was piled with shame and I spent my whole life trying to look and act in an acceptable way so that because I couldn't control my eating. And so... I couldn't control the size of my body other than little little spurts of diets, which would, of course, fail always. And so I found all these different ways to try to make you like me because the way that I was taught mattered most of all, my body, would never be what you thought was right. And I, when I came into to program and I heard them talking about uh, alcoholics and these 
statements like, well, you'd think his wife is so sweet, you'd think he would quit for her sake. Or it's really sad, he's going to have a wet brain and die. What a shame. Why can't he just put the bottle down? I thought, that is my life with food. I've been told my whole life, just push yourself away from the table. Or, honey, you have such a pretty face. Can't you just, wouldn't you love to, if you must not want it enough, I'm thinking, really? I don't want it enough? I'm bullied by strangers on the street and you say I don't want it enough? That, what I've come to be called call the, the fat, a sin of being fat in public. Now, I know that there are other people who have eating disorders whose bodies look normal on the outside and there are people who have eating disorders whose bodies are too small, based on medical science opinion. I personally have the, the other end of the spectrum. I have the more body weight than I'm told is appropriate, and I should change myself, because I'm not good enough. Hang on one second, I'm sorry. Oops. my headset. I hope you guys can hear me. Um, so, so what happened? Well, I came into OA for the diet, like all of us do, and I got the diet plan. That was, it wasn't gray sheet. It was after gray sheet, but it was still a piece of paper with a food plan on it. And I was told if I really wanted recovery, I'd get an AA sponsor. Well, what does that mean? It means that this is not a diet plan. Do Are the people who come into program and all they need is meetings and a food plan and a little bit of community and they're good? Yeah, of course. That's not me. I am a food addict. And what that means to me is I rely on myself to feel better in the world. I don't know how to get out of that because my best way of thinking got me to 325 pounds. So what is the answer? Well, the big book says flat out, this is a spiritual problem. Well, what does that mean? To me, it means that my scared self, desperately trying to seek approval from other people for whatever, whatever the deal is, in my case, it was my body's too big, um, is not going to be successful because other humans are, are spiritually sick too and other humans are going to, you know, have their own problem and their own fears. They're going to project all those fears on me and all the shoulds and oughts they were taught. A human can't love me completely and a human can't accept me completely. And Luann is not God to know what is the right path for me. Luann is getting through the world any way she can scared to death most of the time that people aren't going to approve of me. So that brain is driven by fear. My decisions, my opinions, my relationships, almost always driven by fear. To me, the spiritual path is this. Living in a way that frees my heart from that fear. Living in a way where I cannot just I mean, I'll never understand God. Anybody who thinks they're going to try to understand God, you're not going to. Maybe little tiny pieces, but it's the infinite. We can't understand it. But if I can experience 
a higher power, if I can experience true community, if I can experience helping someone else altruistically expecting nothing back in return, then I will learn how to walk through life even when I'm scared and not have to try to fix my own hole in my soul. What do I do? Well, there's this book called The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's called Alcoholics Anonymous. And it says right out there in that book that this is a textbook. Those are the instructions for recovery. What, what is it? What does it mean? Here's what it means to me. Self-reliance failed me. Step one is I'm powerless over most of my life. In my case, specifically a, a, an addiction of substance and process. That's what my belief is. And my life is unmanageable. It's, see, it's not really about the food. The food is the first half of step one. The truth is that I can't control life. I feel out of control. And all my attempts to control life just piss other people off. It just makes everything worse. So at step one, I look around and I say, I messed up. I can't do this. I'm not God. I can't fix everything. I can't make everybody treat me the way I want to be treated. I'm powerless over this. Step two is I've come to believe that there's some kind of power greater than myself. I happen to call God. I like the word God because that's a nice shorthand. Um, That can, if I turn to that power, turn to those spiritual principles, that I can get help getting through life. Step three is, to me, that choice of I'm going to choose this path and learn how to get out of my fear and learn how to walk this spiritual path. And the big book says to me, once the spiritual, I'm going to paraphrase, once the spiritual comes into alignment, the mental and physical follow. This is not therapy. This is not Luann trying harder because trying harder got me to 325 pounds. No, this is Luann taking little tiny steps guided by a spiritual principle that helped me get through a day at a time or an hour at a time. Step four. Well, there's a lot of stuff that bugs me. And some reason in, in Overeaters Anonymous, for some, this is totally my opinion. My opinion is most alcoholics are angry. They blame other people. Total generalization, I gotcha. My opinion is that for most of us overeaters, we wouldn't know a feeling if it hit us. I'm not angry. What do you mean? No, well, I'm a little scared, but I have no resentment. Use other words. Is there anything living rent-free in your head is one of the things I've heard. Or is do people bug you? Am, do I have a lot of regrets? Do I have a lot of of things I wish I hadn't done? Do I blame myself for everything? Okay, so basically step four is to take a hard look at what's going on in my life and all the things that that rile me up, either upset at myself or upset at other people, and uh, regrets, shame, that sort of thing. And we take a hard look at that and we get help looking at it with new eyes. And And I have come to realize through many years of working the steps in many different ways that 
my way of acting out in the world that has set me up to be hurt is comes from the way I act because I'm afraid. And my acting out in fear is because I am trying to get along in the world on my own, self-reliance. And so if I do that, step four is doing the inventory. Step five is sharing it with God and another person, getting some input, seeing what I find objectionable, seeing where, seeing what my patterns are, seeing what's really driving my behavior, and then that was five. So six and seven are, to my mind, they're, they're surrendering the things that I'm holding on to that I'm really not willing to get let go of. And I can't, I can't make myself heal. I can't make myself get better. I can't make myself abstinent. These things are gifts as my spiritual life grows. And then nine is... Eight and nine are looking at where I've harmed other people. In my acting out based on fear, I'm going to try to get my way because otherwise I'm too scared. And in getting trying to get my way, I step on other people's toes. Whether it what it does it comes in all different varieties. For me, most of it is thinking I know better, telling people how they're supposed to live, or being mad because they're not doing what I think they should do, um, or they're not. They don't love me the way I think I should be loved. And then realizing where I've harmed people and and made amends for those things, tried to make it right. And those things are healing in my soul. And then 10 and 11, 10 is keeping an eye every day. Basically, it's a little mini, mini inventory every day, keeping an eye on um, what... What to watch myself? Where am I still acting out? What did I do today? Did I step on some? Did I insult somebody? Did, was I rude to somebody? Did I hurt somebody? Was I thoughtless? And then making it right. So it's basically step four, five, six, and seven, only in today's version, little capsules of it. And then eleven is developing my relationship, my experience of a higher power. It's the spiritual life growth. And twelve is. We, now that we've gotten a spiritual connection, we enlarge our community by being of service to others and by taking this message to other people. So, so what what is this about? My mom said one time, "Are you still doing that OA thing?" I it obviously doesn't work. I said, "Mom, do you ever do you stop going to church because because you're not perfect yet?" No. That's what this is for me. This is church. This is a description of a spiritual path that brings healing to my soul and teaches me how to be, I don't want to say a good person, because it's not about be trying harder to be a good person. It's I've about warning. Not re- Thank you. It's about not relying on myself to get through life. It just doesn't work. Self-reliance doesn't work. Maybe some people out there can do it. I need God-reliance. And that's what this program shows me every day. I need God-reliance. My ego will burst forth if I don't keep going to meetings and keep working the steps and keep being a service to others and sponsoring other people. Um, 
my ego will pop up at any any given moment when I'm not paying attention. So this is a day-at-a-time process, an hour-at-a-time process. It's a lifetime process. But I can't tell you how is – it, is it great to have lost more than 100 pounds? Of course it is. But this is so not about my weight today. It is so not about my food today. Do I, does that, do I need to have structure around my food? Absolutely. But this is about living a life so that I don't need to turn to food or some other substance because, you know, we call it changing seats on the Titanic. People who give up their food and they pick up alcohol. People who give up the alcohol and they pick up smoking. People who give up smoking and pick up sex addiction. I mean, if we are still depending on ourselves to get through life, we're just, it's going to, you play whack-a-mole. You, you do, you'll pick up some other thing if you're not, I'll put it for myself. If I don't deal, if I don't find the spiritual solution every day, I'm going to seek a Luan-powered solution, which does not work, no matter what it looks like. There's not enough sex, drugs, alcohol, rock and roll, food, parties, TV, Internet in the world to make that a workable solution for my life. The only solution is, to me, the only solution is a spiritual spiritual enlightenment from the 12 steps and to practice these principles every day and in all my affairs. I think I'm done. Thank you very much.